Uh, welcome everybody to the first episode of the Liberty Kitchen with uh, the Freedom Chef. Uh, that's me, Dean McRae, and I'm a bit of a troublemaker, libertarian, uh, professional chef. Uh, what else do I do? Arsenal fan. And tonight I'm actually sitting here with the lovely Dia Beltran of modest YouTube fame. Hopefully we'll turn that around a little bit. Um, and we're sitting here, ironically enough, outside the Australian National Maritime Museum in Darling Harbour because we figured we'd do something different and fun. And here's Miss Dia to say hello. Hello. That was, <laughs> that was deep and well thought out. Thank you for joining me, Dia. Um, last night you joined us. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you will soon enough. Um, I'm a member of the Liberal Democrats political party and Dia joined us as a guest speaker just to talk about... Um, her, her thoughts regarding Australia and and uh, the direction that it's heading in, and I think she did a fantastic job. How did you think it went? I had a good time, and I think I did really well. I, I was so nervous about it for the longest time because um, I've never done a public speaking event, but um, Emilio uh, told me, he's my cousin, told me to talk slowly and to, and to make sure that I... I, I stop and think and that's actually what I did and it worked out well it was good advice because sometimes I tend to mumble but um I think everyone appreciated the topic and the speech and um, that it was well thought out and I was really excited to be asked and I hope that there are more events like this where I can do just that well we're gonna see if we can organize a few more for you I think the crowd was pretty happy and um, more than likely. Uh, yes yes we've, <laughs> we've had Mark Latham at an event as a guest before and the numbers were actually um, more joining us for, for Dia's event than there was, was for Mr Latham, um, which I think is a pretty cool recommendation. Dia versus Latham. Dia versus Latham, that point could be fun. Dia. <laughs> a point of note on Dia's uh, YouTube channel, she has interviewed Mr Latham along with a few other controversial fun characters, mm. um, and it's worth checking out. Uh, what's, the, what's the name of the channel for... Uh, the channel is called Dia Beltran, D-I-A space Beltran, B-E-L-T-R-A-N. And I've interviewed controversial figures like Imam Tawhidi. I've interviewed uh, briefly Fraser Anning. I've interviewed uh, the pus one of the Pussycat Dolls. I've interviewed Christina Hoff Summer. So it's actually a, a very wide variety of people, some of which are deemed controversial, some of which um, are not. And they're just great people and uh, noteworthy. That's pretty cool. And I've, I've checked out your channel and... And there are some controversial characters on there, but I, I actually like the fact that you're willing to talk to um, people who may not necessarily always align with you and some who align sometimes and some who align never. I'll take anyone. <laughs> Goodness, that's very romantic. <laughs> I'll take anyone who's, who, has a, who wants a platform and needs, needs to, to speak. I think it's important that we all sort of share ideas and share share platforms and help each other sort of particularly particularly from my perspective if we can showcase uh, the principles of liberty certainly in my perspective um, that's great and everybody else has their own sort of things that they'd like to share and promote and that's that's pretty special yes exactly I agree as you should yes thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> so what else has been happening what else have you been doing while you've been in Sydney Oh. a couple of days yeah so what have I done um, upon arrival I spent some time with a friend named Joyce and then I I spent some time with um, Emilio from the radical uh, centrist who's part of rebel media and that's a new thing coming to Australia isn't it really with, well, with Emilio Mark, yes well Mark Latham actually headed the original uh, rebel media Australia but for whatever reason um, that stopped so now it's been taken over by uh, Luke Isaac and so they're, they're relaunching Rebel Media and now they have names like Imam Tawhidi, um, Emilio Garcia and um, several other different individuals and so it's going to launch soon but um, they, they, I think they're still working out all the kinks but yeah it's, it is brand new and it's super exciting and I'm happy for them. And um, what else did I do? I went to a new church while I was here which was kind of you're, you're very passionate about your faith, yeah? I am. I am quite passionate about my faith, and um, that's part of what I spoke about actually at the at the Liberal Democrats meeting the other night. Because um, I think Australia was built on Judeo-Christian values, although that's obviously up for debate, and many did oppose me in the Q and A, which is fine. 
but um, that's that's the that's the benefit of, of living in a democratic society. We're allowed to debate things without respectful behaving discourse. Res- respectful discourse. Excellent way of putting it. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, so that was that's part of what I spoke about because when you asked me to speak, I was thinking, well, what can I really discuss? Well, what is what do I want to talk about? And I didn't want to you know do Bible bashing or anything like that, but I do believe that. Um, we're losing our way and that the more Marxism injects itself into um, our government and the judicial system and the education system, the more we allow these foreign ideologies into our schools and the less we focus on teaching our kids facts. Um, that's that's a dangerous uh, territory to be on. And so that's why I spoke about that. And um, it, sounds like, it seemed to me that everyone was mostly in agreement with uh, the view and the, the passion that I portrayed. I, th- I think you conducted yourself brilliantly, and I think most of, and there were a few sceptics in the crowd, sort of who were sort of there, in particular to challenge some of your ideas, and I mean that's the idea of it, and I think they um, came away not necessarily converted, but certainly uh, respectfully disagreeing the ones who did, and and that's what it's all about. Yes, well, um, I was surprised to find that there was a bit of opposition toward me. Uh, because I've never done anything to to warrant that kind of uh, reaction, but I know that a lot of it was not even leftist, it was inside politics, but hey, we worked through it and I'm quite pleased with with the result and I'm happy that people were willing to have me. Well, we we live in a world now where, you know, anything anything to the right of Stalin's just about considered alt-right, so it's always always a funny political world we live in at the moment. It really is. Which, you know... um, as a libertarian, I like to think everybody can have their say respectfully, and that's all good fun. Yes. And if we have fun at the same time, even better. Exactly right. Which was, if you, if you get a chance to watch the video that'll be uploaded soon, there was plenty of laughs and plenty of serious discourse, but it was in, in such a fun, fun environment. Everybody enjoyed themselves, and there were some fantastic questions from the crowd. Somebody's honking their horn at us. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit noisy at the moment, guys. Sorry. We are in the middle of Sydney. Why not? What would you expect? Yeah. But it's a pretty cool location to launch a podcast. I reckon. I think so. Why not? Why not? Where else? We just ate some Spanish cuisine. Anyone who doesn't know Miss Miss uh, Beltran here is. Uh, what's your What's your genetic makeup? My genetic makeup is half Colombian, half Spanish, born and bred Aussie. <laughs> that's That's about it. No, I'm stuck with just being bogan Aussie. <laughs> Can't be helped. Can't be helped. It is what it is. And people ask me with a head like mine where I'm from and it usually just lends... lends you have a racially them. ambiguous look. Oh, that's, I've never worded it like that, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty pretty spot on the money. I could just about qualify as anything. You could. Um, but technically Scottish and Irish about five generations back is all we can trace unless the milkman... That's as wide as the they mil- come. Yeah, unless the milkman decided to visit. Exactly right. Who knows? Mum's a lovely lady. Maybe she liked the milkman. I don't know. (laughs) I I can only speculate. Am I allowed to say that out loud? Mum will shoot me. Maybe I'm only joking. Could be the postman. We don't discriminate against trades here, do we? (laughs) So we've just had a lovely Spanish dinner. Mm. And it was all right. We had jamon. We had some lovely jamon, and and Miss Lee has been explaining um, which I. I had the audacity to explain to a chef what jamon is. To, to her credit, she was more, more angling from the perspective of pronunciation, which I think is pretty cool. Yes. Um, because most people read jamon. Yes, because the J sound in Spanish is an H sound. So jamon, which is a kind of smoked pig. Like you keep them hanging up. I don't really know the process. So but... It's a curing process. Oh, okay. So he knows that. Yeah, I know stuff. But apparently the <laughs> Spanish jamon is the best. Um, and yeah, jamon serrano is the, the most popular. It's true, and it's pretty, pretty good quality stuff. It's good oh. when it's thin, but like thick enough. Thin but thick enough. Yeah, oh, that's right. fantastic. <laughs> the what, do do, do right. you eat out often down in Melbourne? We can't just stick to politics. If it's going to be called the Liberty Kitchen, we better talk a bit about food and I wine and love, tequila and other fun stuff. I do love to eat out. Um, Melbourne is so uh, such a cuisine-based city, so um, there's plenty of um, Asian cuisine. So I really love dumplings, and I'm all about like getting dumplings, and I love oh, Japanese food. Oh yes, I've food. got to get your dumplings before we go. I forgot. No, you don't. <laughs> Teppanyaki is kind of cool because it puts on a show, um, and like there's like lots of vegetarian places. Not that I'm a vegetarian, I'm not, but like I don't mind. You're trying not a vegan. It. No, come and on, I be, a, be a raging vegan. No, yeah, I'm gonna like stop traffic like they do in <laughs> Melbourne. It's moronic, but uh, it's. Yeah, there's. It's In saying that, we don't judge vegans. We only judge the ones who break, enter, and steal and attack yeah. farmers. The ones who peacefully protest, feel free. I don't more mind than... vegans as long as yeah, they're not being morons. 
Yeah, that's yeah. It, but that's how I feel about most people. If you're not being a moron, you're probably exactly, all right. exactly. Don't be an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> but Melbourne is very much a coffee city, cuisine city. Yeah, and um, it's it's a great place to live when there's no protests. Well, I visited Melbourne now. I've been there twice, mm. and I've never known a place to have so many bloody protests. It's madness. You guys it's, are mental down there. One every two weeks. It's ridiculous. Uh, Maybe two a week. I mean, I attended uh, Sydney Watson's March for Men. Uh, yes, I, did I was a, there, did a day but trip I don't remember sort of, seeing you. I know, I'm that innocuous but and But you're in my video, oddly. <laughs> I actually met a guy like uh, three months ago who did um, an interview with me at the march. But you didn't remember him? I didn't remember him, he didn't remember me. And That's then he went hilarious. Back, and then he wanted to interview me for some LDP stuff. Yeah. Um, LDP is the acronym for Liberal Democrats. And um, he went through all of his stuff. And he went, I think I've interviewed you before. That's so hilarious. What are, you, what are you talking about? So he went through and he found the little interview there, and that was cute and <laughs> kind of funny. But Small I, world. I, I tell you, the, the Melbourne Melbourne caper is madness, absolute madness. I've never seen that many police in my whole life. It's insane. And you know the squawking and the noise and the, the carry on. I mean, you guys do this every two weeks. You guys need to get a television or oh, think about Netflix. People or, need a hobby. Yeah, like go and get a job dishwashing or, yeah. or working in restaurants. Something, anything's got to be better than protesting and, every 12 minutes. Exactly, and given the quantity of rallies that exist in Melbourne and the fact that I like to be a YouTuber and, and show people what's going on and what we need to fight for, what I believe we need to fight for at least, um, and I think my sentiments are noble, uh, I only go to very selective... Um, rallies i've been to the march for men because i felt like that was important because men are downgraded and i thought sydney watson was right on the money for that and i got a brief interview with her which was lovely and boys are better than girls absolutely that's that's <laughs> i'm a meninist um, you're I'm a not just anti-feminist that's i'm a meninist fan, that's fantastic i'm a sexist feminist so we can get away with that i know that's we said right. that on How my fun. live show i know that was such fun and yeah, just so you know, I did a little little chat with with Dia on the on her live show, and now she's returning the favour. So, um, you know, we're all all co-promoting and helping each other sort of do different it's a things. Small community, and, we've got to help each other out. Yeah, and put out different ideas. It's always good to bounce ideas exactly. off people who don't agree. Yes, uh, but uh, just to finish my point, yeah. So there's like so many uh, rallies and, and marches in Melbourne, but I only go to like, let's say I go to four in one year. Those are oddly the videos that get the most views of mine. So I, I do I do videos where I just talk in front of a camera and, and come up with assertions and, and philosophies. Um, but those are not the videos that, that do well. It's the vlogs. People like the vlogs. So I'm trying to vlog a little bit more. But um, that's not what I want to only do. But yeah, the, the videos do well. Yeah, no, well, I've, I've seen them and I think they're pretty, pretty cool. Thank um, you. You know, uh, it helps that that you sort of you seem to take a reasonable approach to. I'm trying to, to be objective. To people. I think. It's, yeah, which is important. It's so mm. easy to sit in an echo chamber. Yeah, with, you know, which I've done. If, I'm guilty of doing that, but I'm checking myself and trying not to now. Yeah, which is always always a good. You don't don't, yeah. don't learn by sitting in a room full of people who agree with you. No. And you don't. You know, no, ideas don't expand by sitting around going, "Yep, yep, we're right. We're the only only group in Australia with the right." thoughts theories and and opinions on things mm. if if that's your echo chamber you're never going to look at anything else yes and, and it seems a small-minded way to operate exactly and there's there's many that would and I'm, I'm just assuming that people are going to default to this thought so i'm just i'm just going to defend that point now people would probably claim that being christian uh, or being someone of a religious uh influenced person would would be part of an echo chamber but the funny thing is that in the christian community itself the details are even debated it was happening today you said that yeah you went to a different church than you normally do yeah obviously you're in sydney different denomination your, yeah yeah so i'm um, just for, for context i am actually a non-denominational christian which is kind of like being an atheist in christianity it just means that you make up your own mind and you don't really adhere to any particular category of what a particular denomination states and so the church that I go to in Melbourne is Baptist. I'm not a Baptist, but I like what they say. I like how they compose themselves. The message is lovely. And the church I went to today is a lot of hollering and waving and like, oh, it's like very much a, like an African-American type of a church that oh, I went to. Oh, the ones you see in the, in the TV show. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was like. I'd never seen that before. But that was Pentecostal. That's what I went to today. And the anyway, being non-denominational basically means that um, I, I'm willing to make up my own mind about what I hear, see, and feel regarding um, the Bible. And um, today, I learned some things that I'm not sure about, and I yeah, won't get. Was, I won't get into it. There was actually a theory that the Bible was written about me at one stage. Yeah, well, because I think I, you're was, the second coming. Yeah. yeah, I think <laughs> you're the Messiah. 
that we've all been waiting for. Are we allowed for. to joke about stuff like that? <laughs> I think so. I'm not that. I don't take it all. I take it seriously enough, but I still have a sense of humour. Uh, look, if you've, yeah, if you've got a gen- genuine faith, there's nothing wrong with that. But you've no. also got to have a, a sense of humour. It's pretty important, I think. Oh, absolutely. I take the piss out of myself on a daily. <laughs> me too. Me yeah. too. What, 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 apparently, I'm goofy. Yeah, like that's the title that I've given you, and like a lot of people seem to agree with it. That's fantastic. I'm going to rename myself Goofy. <laughs> Goofy. I actually like Goofy. Goofy was all right in, in the. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't do the laugh though. I can't do it. I did have a dog. Pluto. Pluto. Well, that's cool. My my dog was Boomer, not Pluto, and he recently um, um, departed. So I've been Aww, very very disappointed about Boomer after many 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 years. He survived many, many ex-wives. No, I only ever had one ex-wife, but he certainly survived many <laughs> girlfriends and many people that have come and gone, and he yeah. was a constant. Yeah. I think my brother made the joke that it was the, the most stable relationship I've ever had. That's funny. So it was, it was a bit sad that he's, he's gone, but... Um, have you ever thought about this? The fact that Goofy is a dog who happens to dog. own a dog. I know. That's a mindfuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's got to be something subversive in there, surely. What was Walt Disney on? Sorry? What was Walt Disney on? He must have been on some sort of... Ecstasy? Some sort of, I don't ecstasy, know. Ecstasy, you reckon? I don't know. No, I don't know. And, I don't know much about drugs. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, come on. Colombian marching powder. You'd oh, have to I know. know all that's about so it. true. You'd have to know all about it. It's genetic. Surely we've got to be racist like that and make, make claims. But I, d- I don't think... Um, oh, my gosh. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> On the, on, on the bright side, yeah, this is kind of funny. We've got people who are, you know, breaking into barriers and running through no entry zones and really, stuff. Really religious people. Really, well, yeah, they've got the funny headscarves on. Fair enough. Good luck to them. Yeah, they just broke a rule. They just broke a rule. So breaking rules all the time. Maybe they're libertarians. <laughs> they come in all types. <laughs> yeah, oh, they do. If any, and I, I think you had your first experience at a libertarian meeting last night. You met some of the interesting characters we had there. Yes, it was. It was right. very interesting. Oh, that'd be security. So that's what you guys can hear in the background. <laughs> so that's that's quite funny. But it's, it's very clever to do a podcast with things happening in the background because then people get context and a bit of drama. This is this is very clever. I look, we've we've oh, I've I've watched a few watched who watches heard. a podcast heard listened to a few podcasts and they're fantastic for the car. Mm. But quite often you listen to them and it's just people droning on about whatever which is fine sometimes they're really informative and great but we want to have a bit of fun while we're doing exactly interesting things and um yeah Dia's first experience in a room full of libertarians last night would have been um an interesting one for you it was it was extremely interesting i really enjoyed it i was extremely nervous but then eventually um i got rid of the nerves and i just spoke and um actually i think i will give the people a tiny taste of what i said last night i think my favorite line is is Thank you, Dean. It. You're the best ever. Yes, but I That's, didn't say that. Had that had to be your favourite bit. You didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that last night. I can't night. believe we let you do a speech and you didn't say that. <laughs> you were there. I think <laughs> I did say thank you to you privately, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm just teasing. I'll, I'll give a quick little... I'm being goofy again. You're being goofy because you're... <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the lines of my speech that I thought if, if anyone, anyone wants to hear it. In an attempt to be progressive and modern, we are actually being regressive and less tolerant. It is extraordinary to note that social policy and immigration changed between 1960 to 1970 at the behest of government. The elites never took into consideration what the people wanted. There was never a referendum for the Australian people of that time to vote on what they wanted. It was imposed upon us, thrust upon us against our will. So that's a taste of um, the, the essential type of thought system that I that I've um, expressed, expressed expressed for the room last night yeah, yeah. and um, it comes with a lot of research and um, many drafts so I hope you guys thought that sounded reasonable because that's sort of where I stand on that and, and look, ironically as, as a libertarian party um, where policies and things like that which are important but I think the core element of the LDP that certainly attracted me to it was the principle over the over the policy. The policies are generally pretty good, well thought out, because libertarians traditionally have a hugely inter- intellectual core. That's part of part of which what, is intimidating because I don't know if I'm much of an, an intellectual. <laughs> neither neither am I. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like the dumbass of the group. No, but, <laughs> but you're effective. I, I I have a few skill sets that sort of yes. you know other people don't have, and that's all right. But I, I sort of 
you, you weren't necessarily in a supportive environment. No, um, but it wasn't. But it wasn't, it wasn't a, hostile. It wasn't hostile no, either. So that that was fine. And I, I didn't I, feel ambushed. No, which is no. what we'd like to do because yeah. we're not not in the business of trying to ambush our guests. I mean, some political parties and some groups of people like to do that. That's not really Indeed. my thing. Or uh, certainly, the New South Wales branch tries to be fairly accommodating and welcoming. And um, I think most of our guests. Um, and members, and we had a few few outside guests as well who came, mm. um, and I think they got a lot out of it. Oh, I hope so. They, they enjoyed the discussion afterwards, and um, it yeah, was, that was fun. I liked talking to them after. I just wish I'd had more time to talk to them after. That that would have been good. Small, smallest smallest critique is just that, guys. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not paying out the LDP. They the yeah time. Look, we've all got 24 hours in a day, and it's never yeah. enough. I need at least 48 in a day. Oh. Nine yeah. days a week, that could solve That'd it. That'd be pretty cool. That could solve it. No, we just end up working for all them and then we'd be going, we need 10 days, now we need 12 days. Yeah, that's true. So we're probably not going to win that argument. No. <laughs> so are you a wine drinker? Uh, I am here and there, but not, not a whole lot. So what's your drink? My the wine? I just in general. Oh, I always... As a, as a, as a raging half Colombian, half Spanish Bourbon woman. Bourbon and Coke. Bourbon and Coke. That's oh. literally all I ever have. And people are shocked by it because they're like, wait, you don't like beer, but you, you like Bourbon Coke? So like, you're a barroom yes. brawler as well. Does that mean you drink bourbon and coke and go out fighting and drinking? And well, um, I like to grab the bottle and like hit it across people's heads. You that's come across sort of as where totally I, aggressive and violent. I'm pretty violent. Yeah, that's I, those I'd words imagine. are going to haunt me. Yeah, they won't. They won't. Because if anybody cuts this out of context, I'll be very displeased. <laughs> but, and and no, she's not. Doesn't come across as the slightest <laughs> bit. But with the, with those cultures, could be a bunny bunny in the pot. Could be. Yeah, the bunny Colombians. Yeah, I've, I've seen him on TV. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I like how you put a little accent on when you cocaine. do that. Too. Yeah, look at cocaine, that. Cocaine, cocaine. Yeah, Jesus, you've watched too much Netflix. <laughs> I do love Netflix. <laughs> I haven't got time for Netflix. Netflix takes takes up too much. It's good to unwind with Netflix sometimes. You work too hard, Dean, and you need to one day just uh, unwind. I'm very lazy. No, one day I will make you marathon an episode of uh, uh, the Friends or something. You friends can just, or whatever. Goodness. It doesn't have to be Friends. Just a TV show where you can just watch. And relax, because you not, need to learn. I mean, even though you're already relaxed, you need to learn to stop working and just chill. <laughs> any 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 chefs that'll be listening into this, and I'm sure there will be a few um, as we roll this out. Um, they'll know exactly what I mean. And there's no such thing as rest in kitchens. And but so I'm telling you, you need to when you're not working to learn to rest. I'm only <laughs> looking out for your mental health. I, I mental health. We're all mental. That's why we're in <laughs> kitchens. I actually read an article today about, and it was it was a London-based article on 10 percent of the uh, population of hospitality workers and chefs annually are leaving leaving the industry. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And that doesn't surprise me either, the ridiculous hours and the low pay rates. And the, mm. what was Marco, Marco Pierre White's famous famous quote was, um, you know, uh, with, with people had come to him for a job and he'd say, um, right, here's the bottom line. Um, the hours are long, the pay is shit. Do you want the job or not? <laughs> and inevitably, like, yes, a, man, a man of that reputation, you know, chefs like the idea of, you know, getting those names on their resumes and mm. experiencing and learning from people like that, which is always a good thing to do. Yeah. But it does come at a cost. And I think a lot of the new employment rules and things make that That's crazy. hard to do. Um, there was well, a lot of chefs recently down in Melbourne who, oh. who got into strife for, uh, they call it wage theft. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't comment on this. It's not a subject I know much about, except to say that um, I'm someone in a in a somewhat similar industry. Not similar in that it's hospitality, but similar in that people are leaving it uh, because. But it's a little bit worse, I think, because even though I'm only a dental assistant by day, uh, dentists by night she's Batman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a superhero. <laughs> uh, dentists looks are... fantastic in the outfit too. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen her in that. I'm just speculating. No, he saw me. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> oh, he's my fifth boyfriend. He's like Hang one on, of didn't five. Didn't get married last night? The, that's right. You're the, my husband. The, the but then I have the changing. other boyfriends. Yes, that's right. Goalposts keep moving. Goal Typical. Keep moving. Maybe, maybe we are married if the goalposts are moving. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic uh, wedding, and uh, the honeymoon is this is this podcast. <laughs> that's fantastic. So romantic. Yeah, uh, but um, I was just going to say that um, apparently dentists are uh, perceived, or there's a statistic somewhere out there that they commit the most suicide of I any profession. I was going to ask you, is that true? It How is true. How many dentists have you worked with that have topped themselves? <laughs> that none. sounded really callous, but you know, no, I mean, no, it, just, none. it sounds like a crazy statistic. No, none. But um, I, I'm aware of one who had a heart attack, um, another one who did kill himself, 
um, th- like through a through a teacher who who informed me. So they they they're dropping like flies, and it's pretty. Yeah, that's dropping sounds, like flies. But yeah, I didn't. You mean just it went quite from like you that. just went from a, a South American queen to a bogan Aussie. That was fantastic. Yeah. Dropping like flies. <laughs> My allegiance is with Australia. Don't worry. I don't have dual. I don't have dual citizenship to any other country. But um, that's not like a dig at someone. I'm just. That's that. Just hearing that back, that sounded like I was having a dig at someone. I wasn't. But um, yeah. So uh, they're leaving. They're leaving hospitality because it's hard work, and um, dentistry is somewhat similar. In yeah, that, well, in that we, regard. We, we've got the benefit of the shit hours and the yeah. You know, like when everybody else is out having a good time, we're mm. generally working our clackers off till one, two in the morning. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you've got to be insane to be. Yeah, safe. that's just not a lot of sleep. No, there's no sleep. Who's yeah. got time for sleeping? Yeah, you can sleep when you're dead. That's right, sleep when it's all done. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, that's fun. So there's some pretty cool restaurants down in Melbourne. Yes, but there's pretty great restaurants here in Sydney. Yeah, but I don't own any of them. Maybe we should buy some. Let's buy some restaurants. All right, we're Let's married not... now, so I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. I have... Yeah, I've got to ask permission. <laughs> it's your money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much. Oh, come on. Uh, no, that sounds like fun. People owe me money, in fact. Oh, we won't touch on that. Yeah, no, you don't need dirty laundry on out in public like that. We, 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 we're far classier than that here at the uh, yes, Liberty Kitchen, are. even though we're not anywhere near a kitchen currently. But, no. but we were. We ate well earlier, yeah, and that's just good. Like five minutes. Actually, more. we were also watching some maniac doing fire fire throwing. Kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it was cool. Got it from my vlog. And yeah, it's on the on the the vlog. So it'll be up very soon. I have so many videos coming out now because I've. I did the, the speech, so that'll be up. I'm not sure that I'll put the Q&A up, but we'll see. Um, and I've as done... long as when you put it up, it's in its entirety and not in... Don't, oh, cut, yeah, don't, cut, don't cut questions and answers. As long as the answer to For the sure. question is... Oh, know, why would I do that? I don't That's know. So maybe, ma- ma- maybe you want a job on the project. No. <laughs> I've heard stories about the project. All Comedy yeah. Central? No, Yeah, Comedy Central and Waleed Ali and Pro- yeah, the same thing, essentially. It's scary stuff, isn't it? It is. It's the media. Scary stuff. But, um... What was I going to say? I can't remember. But, um, yeah. Well, since we, sh- we should clear the air on a couple of things. Go for it. I figure we'll do it with you while we're here and let's, let's, let's kick it off. Go. Alt-right media personality Dia Beltran or moderate conservative <laughs> Christian Dia Beltran? What's the fact versus the, the bullshit that we hear? Because there's, there's okay, bullshit. you have the source here. Oh, uh, that's why I'm, I, I figured I'd do it and we could, we could publish it and that way yeah. people can hear. I've, I've seen your channel and there are some, some right-wing... Uh, figures and yes. it's it's easy to be tarred with the same brush of those you associate with. Yes, but you are not the company you keep. That's something I strongly now believe in because <laughs> you're um, learning it. You've had some some backlash based on some of the. I have, yeah, and so it's silly to to associate someone with uh, a, a controversial figure simply because you've done an interview with them or because you happen to show up in at a rally. Well, if we're all in the same alt media space, it's it's a very small world and so you're going to, to run into these people. But um, I consider myself to be a Christian conservative, uh, maybe traditional conservative, but um, the title that um, I, you can do those silly tests online and according to those tests online, I am a moderate conservative and my issues are, are for the Australian people and um, for, the, well, for the Christian values that we are losing. And um, there's nothing alt-right about that. Alt-right would be, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, but I, I, I'm not... I'm not, I'm I'm not, not even sure how yeah, to identify what alt-right no, is now. Yeah, and, I don't know, but know, I, I don't... I guess it, it's people related to, to fascism, to Nazis or stuff like that. And it's a very confusing space. It makes no sense to me. I got, pro- I, got called, I got called a Nazi the other, other week online. It's ridiculous. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I don't know if I qualify. I'm not... I'm not no, you don't seem to hate Jews. No, I don't hate Jews. I mean, I, I, nor do I. I, or, I Jesus or, was a Jew, a Jew, and I love him with all my heart. I, I, I don't hate Jews. I don't hate blacks. I don't hate whites. Don't hate Spanish. Don't no. hate. You just hate morons. Just yeah, yeah. I've I've got a bit of a bit of a dumbass phobia. They drive yeah. me mad, and yeah. and that doesn't mean uneducated or anything. It just means some people uh, have their heads so far up their own backsides that you can't do anything about it, other exactly. than shake your head and go, really. Really? Exactly. <laughs> and it does, does my head in. Indeed. But other than that, so look, it was nice that you get to clear that up. Yeah, thank you for um, um, giving me that opportunity. Well, I think it's important because, you know. Um, misinformation. Misinformation in this day and age. Like, can you imagine if Mike Willisey was all of a sudden, you know, doing a, a, an interview on TV with, well, he's one of, I think it was 60 Minutes and 
He's a hugely famous Australian reporter. Gotcha. You know, I don't know which controversial figures he's he's done, but I'm sure he's done plenty of them, and I'm sure nobody sure nobody a... nobody automatically went, well, he must all of a sudden be. I'm yeah. sure the guys guys who interviewed Ivan Milat aren't now all of a sudden considered serial killers, mm. um, which I think is it's it's a small-minded approach to, to doing things, which. And I'm glad you're not an alt-right lunatic because you're far more pleasant to get along with when you're just sort of being being normal and being human. And the other thing is too, look, I, don't, I don't know about anybody who's listening or going to be listening to this. I'm a very different person. I'm still the same person, but I'm different to what I was two years ago and three years ago and five years ago and ten years ago. And we evolve, don't we? And anybody who's not evolving might as well be dying. I would agree with that. So you know, I think it's it's pretty cool, and and I yeah. think I think now now you've got a pretty cool opportunity to leverage leverage your platform up, and well, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm certainly now getting out there, so that's super exciting. And um, YouTube is great whilst whilst I still have it, and um, <laughs> yeah, I need to get around it by um, getting out there. Yeah, we'll build build the profile so that yeah. we can we can so sort of I can support. discuss the important things that people need to hear. Otherwise, we'll be in that scary echo chamber that's coming. Yeah. And I don't want to be in a scary echo chamber. Not I don't even I. want to be in a non-scary echo chamber. Mm. I just get bored talking to people agreeing with me all the time. Exactly. Give me a room full of yes men. No thanks. No. <laughs> no thanks. Can't think of anything worse. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. All right, well, let's uh, look at wrapping it up because we're going to go and eat dumplings and drink tequila. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have dumplings. <laughs> You've kept on about dumplings all afternoon. I know, but the thing is, uh, we had Spanish food instead. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. We had enough. the jamón. The jamón. Jamón serrano. <laughs> so thank you, Dia, for coming on board. Thank, thank you, you for so coming much. and joining us with the LDP. You did an excellent job. Yeah, and, and I hope this podcast goes it'll be viral. Viral. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I hope you do well with this podcast. It'll be entertaining, if nothing else. So yes. thank you for coming on board. Thank you. Um, and we'll close this out. Yeah. Well, guys, if you want to. Um, uh, subscribe to my channel it's Dia Beltran you can also um, find my page on Facebook called It's Dia Beltran and I'm sure uh, you'll have all the links somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah and the, the Freedom Chef stuff we'll put all that together and then we'll start entertaining people that way thanks boom. guys have a good uh, evening boom <laughs>
get to engage people in Sydney, I thought it's a good idea. You know, I got invited up. Uh, I thought it's a great idea to come up and talk to people here so that they can see what we're doing up in down in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, and certainly on behalf of the New South Wales team, thanks for coming up. We appreciate having having somebody of your calibre come come along to talk oh. and guide and teach and interact. It's always good. I was excited to be invited. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And the ATA is the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. Yes, so. sorry, I shouldn't use acronyms without. Oh, look, that's all right. I know, <coughs> know a thing or two about trying to decipher ac- acronyms. So yeah. sometimes I like, you know, go into it a bit. Yeah. Um, but so, look, you, you've got some strong principles on things um, regarding your policies and your politics, obviously, as does the LDP. But what are, what are the things you're, that you're most passionate about? What's been what's been firing off in Victorian Parliament this week? In um, yeah, so look, um, two big things that have been I've been working really hard on ever since I got elected, and um, you know I've been interested in personally for a long time. Uh, big things are energy policy and uh, drug law reform, and um, if, you've, if anyone's listened to my maiden speech, you'll know that I spoke at length about drug law reform. Uh, and there's been some movement on that in Victoria. But last week, we had a huge win uh, in terms of energy policy, both for Victoria and for the Liberal Democrats, in that we got a inquiry into nuclear prohibitions in Victoria up to an Environment Planning Committee, of which I'm a member. So um, that was a really big deal for us. Um, it was against all odds. It was against uh, government wishes. They didn't want it. The Greens didn't want it. But um, we managed to get enough support to get it over the line. Which is a fantastic, you know, goal to kick. Um, yeah, well, there was a lot of hard work and a bit of luck. But um, in the end, yeah, we managed to get it over the line. So uh, it's a bit of a shock. But... Um, this is going to be a great thing, I think, for, for Victoria. Yeah, I don't profess to be an expert on nuclear energy, but obviously I've, I've been speaking to you through the day and you, you've done your homework. Um, it certainly isn't as dangerous or as negative as people make out. There are an awful lot of positives to it. How would you, how would you explain to the average, average Australian why nuclear is a good thing for, for the country and, and the population? Well, the thing is, uh, Liberal Democrats' policy is more around neutrality. So we think that you know, all options should be on the table as far as energy is concerned. Now, back in 1983 in Victoria, we, um, <clears throat> in the middle of the Cold War, uh, we put in a, a, a piece of legislation called the New, uh, Nuclear Activities Prohibitions Act 1983, which bans everything to do with nuclear. And so for some time I've been thinking, okay, well, a lot of things have changed since 1983. The political climate's changed, the technology's changed, um, things that people care about have changed. You know, back in 1983, people weren't so concerned about um, global warming, low carbon energy, this sort of thing. And so it seems to make sense to me, and this is what we managed to convince other people of, that it's time for a, a review and, a, and to look at this legislation again. And that's exactly what the inquiry is going to be doing. Which is, which is hugely exciting, obviously, because that gives us an open door to, in theory, a far, far cheaper electricity, uh, far, far cheaper power across the board. I think for the average Australian, they're thinking about their, their electricity bills and things like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not just about... Uh, I mean, whenever you talk about nuclear energy, everyone just thinks you're talking about nuclear reactors, right? <clears throat> it's not necessarily that. Actually, all exploration and mining of uranium is banned as well, as well as participating in the uh, nuclear fuel cycle in totality is banned. And so what lots of people don't realise is that uh, Australia actually, you know, lots of people get upset about the Adani mine and exporting coal and exporting carbon emissions, right? But what a lot of people don't recognise is that Australia's, in the 1718 financial year, Australia's uh, uranium exports were equivalent to our entire electricity domestic production. So that means we're exporting uh, uranium, which is used to produce zero carbon energy, equivalent to Australia's entire electricity production. That's like that's better than 100% renewables could ever do on a global scale. And so the problem is Victoria contributes absolutely nothing to that because of these prohibitions. I know New South Wales has got these sort of prohibitions as well. And they've also got an inquiry looking into it. And also there's a federal inquiry looking into it. So the, my, the slogan that I've been using is the climate's changed on nuclear. I think that's... You know, clever. <laughs> I like it. Clever, you know, I keep saying it. Clever, I'm waiting for clever, someone clever, to repeat it. Clever and apt. Yeah, someone's yeah. trying to repeat. I'm hoping that someone will repeat we, we, we'll it. We'll get that on a t-shirt. That yeah, sounds like a, a good idea. Do some slogans. We'll put it on the photo for this this podcast. It'll be fun. I don't mind. I'll support that. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So we've got three inquiries simultaneously happening. So in two states and federally, um, we got the Victorian one up, um, and the the coalition is getting the federal one up. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty 
pretty interesting times for energy policy. Very impressive, very impressive. Um, now, so recently, you, or you said just sort of then that you were you're a big advocate for drug law reform. Yep. Um, the LDP in New South Wales have arranged an event with um, celebrity chef Pete Evans, a, a, a couple of doctor, well, a doctor, and we're, we're supporting a, a veterans charity regarding the medicinal use of cannabis and the legalization of, of the drug or the decriminalization depending on how you look at the mm. each policy's got different different details I suppose mm. what are your thoughts on well one the event and two um, you know how would you how would you tackle the decriminalization or legalization of, of um, drugs yeah so I mean if we're looking at uh, cannabis specifically so the, the Liberal Democrats have a, a specific policy on cannabis to basically basically full legalisation, with the exception of sales to minors, should be prohibited. Um, I think it's fantastic that you're having an event and reaching out to people who may not be libertarians. I think it's uh, absolutely vital and something that libertarians don't do enough of is reaching out to other groups and other people. And I think inviting people to come along and talk to you and respectfully listen to their opinions is an absolutely fantastic thing. Um, recently, I was lucky enough to be invited to um, CPAC Australia's inaugural uh, launch, inaugural conference, and um, I took the opportunity to talk about drug law reform there. Um, you know, and they were very kind in allowing me to speak. And I, I talked about uh, decriminalisation was the topic, so I wasn't talking about cannabis, but um, that was really fascinating. I was on the stage. Who, and I just followed and ended up sharing a stage with Campbell Newman, who you may be aware <laughs> is the ex-Queensland uh, Premier. Uh, he had a bit of a reputation for being, you know, tough on crime and all that. But what I only found out a few weeks ago when I got invited to speak at the event was that he's had a bit of a total reverse of his opinion on drugs and actually supports decriminalisation now. And what I was talking about is... Uh, conservatives that have changed their mind on decriminalisation and of course that was very helpful that he was one of those and I spoke about a few others so um, you know it was great to talk to these people and I think that um, if, if we can have some sort of uh, influence and talk to these people in some way a, a positive about dialogue. It, have a positive dialogue then um, that's a great thing. Yeah, no, look, I mean, obviously we saw the lead into the event and our national president, Andrew Cooper, was involved in the, the promotion of the event. Which yes. Is, which is fantastic. Yes, he did and a great job. Christina Keneally, she deserves an LDP t-shirt just yes. for, for her promotional work and all the effort she did. Hopefully she'll do the yes. same for our branch meeting and having you here tonight. Well yeah. done, Christina, <laughs> you lunatic. <laughs> Unbelievable. But no, I mean, as an event, so it was a conservative event. Yes. Um, do you find that there's a lot of alignment between libertarians and conservatives and libertarians and more progressives um, as the titles go what, what do you, do you well find the case that... the case that i made and the reason that i focused on decriminalization is it's an area that i think um conservatives libertarians and the left can possibly converge on um there's enough people from the left that are coming to this conclusion libertarians have sort of always had that sort of conclusion and there's conservatives coming to that conclusion as well. Maybe it's a point on drug law reform where we can get some sort of consensus. And that, you know, that's what I'd like to see ultimately. Um, you know, the whole point of doing this, from my point of view, is I want laws to change. Um, I don't want to just be grandstanding and doing stuff. <laughs> I, I, you know, I want laws to change. That's Try, the point of being involved in politics. Things, yeah. And if, if we can form... Uh, consensus to do that on something that you know is better than the status quo then I want to do it yeah. fantastic and that's that's a win so the LDP recently new a lot of changes massive changes we sort yes. of we, we I suppose we lost our federal seat yes um, but we've also got three sitting members of the state parliaments yes um, we've got a, a lot of groundswell and a lot of interest happening mm. where do you where do you see the LDP going well, look, it's, it's an interesting time for us. You know, we've had some of our biggest wins and biggest losses in the same period of time, and it's hard for us to figure out, um, you know, our future direction. Um, but we're doing that now, I think. So uh, I think Aaron's been doing a fantastic job out in West Australia. He's been an awesome representative for the LDP. One thing that's changed quite significantly in Victoria is not just having someone elected, but having two people elected. So there's a team. Um, fortunately, Tim and I get along great. Um, we have, you know, different personalities, but politically there's not a lot of difference there. But it's really good. And I've, met, you know, I've met both of you and you're hugely yeah. different people, but, yeah. but the principles that, that 
hold you together or, or make you work uh, are the same. Yeah, I mean, most of the discussions that we have when we're in Parliament, you know, when we're not talking, you know, tactics and things like that, are around, you know, other decisions we make in line with our principles. Um, we don't want to um, reflect badly on the party or our philosophy, so we want to make sure that every, every decision we make is in line with our principles. But as well, we're, we're a good sort of um, team, I think. You know, we have different styles and personalities. You know, he's more cheeky sort of style. He's a country guy, I'm a city guy. Um, and so I think we complement each other pretty well and I think it's been working all right so far. So we've done a few tag teams against the government. Um, and you know, From the outside looking in, you're, yeah. you're, you're kicking ass and taking names is what you're doing and you're doing it really well. Yeah, well, we get along great together and it's glad that it looks like that because it's hard for me to see you know, yeah, what you it looks like from, from the outside. From the outside. Yeah, of course, but, of course. Um, you know, I don't feel that we've taken any actions that are against our principles yet um, and I don't intend to. Uh, and I'm, you know, we're, we're both working very hard to um, represent both of our both our constituencies and and the, the party's principles. So um, hopefully we'll be able to make some more progress. So we've had some wins so far, and I hope there's more to come. Which is which is great, and I can tell you the New South Wales executive is cheering you on, and I, I the, certainly the New South Wales members that I know of are sort of going, yeah, Victoria, well done, guys, killing it. That's good. Um, what's in the pipeline? What's what's up next? What what are you doing? What are you tackling? Uh, we were talking earlier about sex worker reform. Mm, um, mm. What's what's the story story there? So yeah, I mean we've been doing a lot of engagement with lots of different groups. Um, so I did a radio interview uh, earlier this week with um, a community radio station that's sex workers that, and, and we've also been engaging with uh, sex worker law reform groups. So um, decriminalisation is an issue in Victoria. It's more of a state issue for us because I realise there's already been reforms in New South Wales. Um, we'll wait and see what happens with that. I think the big things that are going to be coming up, there's going to be a lot more on drug law reform in Victoria. There's a whole lot of angles coming. So there's, there's pill testing, decriminalisation, cannabis. Uh, there's the supervised injecting centre. There's a lot of areas of drug law reform happening in Victoria. There's broad coalition of support, not just the LDP. Um, the the uh, nuclear inquiry um, that will be coming up probably later this year. So there's currently an inquiry into waste and recycling in Victoria, but after that's finished, nuclear will be next on the block. Um, so that's going to be massive, I think. Um, there's a lot of interest from the uh, scientific community and the and and uh, you know environmental groups. So that's one thing that uh, we've been doing a lot of recently is engaging a lot with environmental groups. So um, that's that's maybe more of a new thing for the LDP, but um, I think it's sort of necessary to get Seems these... Seems like a positive thing, right? For the yeah, LDP, there's a lot of I mean. environmentalists that are pro-nuclear and they want someone to champion it. They might not agree with all of our principles, but um, they can agree that they want prohibition lifted so we can cooperate with those work, uh, tactical work, goals. Work from there, yeah. yeah. We're, we're not just gun nuts and weed nuts. We're actually we're, we're working towards towards quality policies for, yeah. for the country and the states. Yeah, I'm very passionate about energy policy and, uh, you know, I'll, I want uh, better outcomes for, for Victorians and for Australians, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how do you find any federal ambitions, anything like that, or are you sort of happy doing what you're doing? Um, obviously, with, with Senator Lionhill no longer being Senator Lionhill, mm. any ambitions to fill his shoes or...? No, um, uh, not at this stage, no. We're just... Focusing on, Focusing on state politics at the moment. So, yeah, that's one thing that it's quite... If you want to be across everything that's happening at a state level, you sort of have to focus on defocus it. on other things. So I haven't been paying a lot of attention to international politics at all and national politics, we've sort of been pulling back from that a lot. Um, so, so you haven't seen much of the Hong Kong stuff? Yeah, look, I have been keeping an eye on that um, because it is something that does affect us at a state level. There's been lots of protests in Melbourne. Um, I've, I've been, I, I said to you earlier, I've been in Melbourne a couple of times, it always seems like there's a protest. Yeah, there's always something. a protest about something. But I mean, the Hong <laughs> Kong thing is something that's uh, close close to our values. Um, you know, how it's going to play out, I don't really know. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, there's these pro-democracy and pro-CCP factions. Um, 
pretty tricky for us to sort of insert ourselves into that because um, it's it's a very 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 complicated thing and, um, and there's very little we I'm, can actually I'm not going to pretend I'm an do. expert on Chinese no. policy so um, th- this is a complicated thing but certainly we're supporters of free speech and we don't like um, uh, you know foreign powers having too much influence on uh, on Muscling Australians in. and muscling in, so you know we're certainly paying a lot of attention to I, that. But I, this I far, I haven't been involved in it. But um, yeah, we are paying very close attention to what's going on in Melbourne. Oh, as a as a young cook, I got to spend a bit of time working five star hotels in in Hong Kong and had a great time. And mm. you know, it was a magnificent city. Treated me really well. It was only a few months. It was a, a competition I won mm. as an apprentice, and I got to go over there and work in all these amazing hotels and. You know, it was, it was just, you know, it was a really good experience for me. So to see what's happening now is a bit sad and a bit disappointing. And you think, oh, shit, you poor buggers, you know, mm. like. Um, but in, in, in saying that, you know, I mean, LDP obviously can't directly affect mm. Chinese policy all that much. Mm. But it is, is, is sort of something, I suppose, in theory, we really would love, love. I'd love to be able to change it and go, look, China, bugger, sort your life out, you know, like. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, no. Yeah, no, no. But that's that's like telling the ATO or, or the yeah. CSA or any of these other government mobs to, to mind their business and bugger off. Mm-hmm. Have you got any thoughts on any of those or are you sort of pretty happy just, just tackling what you've been tackling? Oh, look, I mean, there's so many things that we can be focusing on. Um, but for the moment, you've I think, got you know, full, yeah, look, we've got our hands full. We've got, we've got lots of legislation coming up that, um, you know, I'll talk about it at another stage. But... Um, yeah, look, our big win for the moment was this nuclear thing. It's a, it's a fantastic win for us. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, I watched some of the footage online and stuff and whatever. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, we're pretty happy about uh, it. Is there anything you think we should be tackling we're not? Anything we should hammer that we just haven't hammered yet, whether, whether it's because we haven't got the resources, whether it's because we haven't got the drive or the right personality to lead that particular charge? Obviously, you've got great passion for nuclear. Mm. Uh, Tim Quilty has passions for other sort of... Uh, areas is there something we need a liberal democrat to really just just lace up their boots and go charging at full off another thing that we have been tackling a lot in victoria and we had a bit of a win earlier in the year and i think is something that we have a lot of heritage in and track record in is um, parks access so in victoria there's been a big issue with um people getting locked out of parks due to a whole bunch of reasons but um the big one that we engaged with, we were engaging with climbers in Victoria getting locked out of the Grampians. Um, this is not just a state issue. I, actually, I heard a little bit about that. Yeah. The, the Grampian stuff. We've got a New South Wales member, uh, yes. Mark Hornshaw, who's yes. a very passionate climber. Yes. And, you know, so it's sort of a lot he of He informed stuff. me about it in the first oh, place. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, so, there you go. Yeah. Mark's great. I'm going to probably do a, do a bit of a podcast with him at some stage as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a huge, it's actually an international so. issue um, within the climbing community. Uh, yeah, it's a big thing, but it's not just climbers, it's uh, four-wheel drivers, it's uh, fossickers, there's lots of these users are getting locked out of parks for a whole bunch of reasons that would take me another half hour to explain, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but we're paying close attention to it and we're, we're taking action on it, so yeah. Which, which is great, so I, as, as we know, I'm an advocate, LDP supporter and member and all that sort of stuff, so it's really great having you come along and, and spending 20 minutes with me doing this, this little chat and, and supporting the branch tonight, so I appreciate that, David, thank you so much. Um, we'll do a bit of sharing and liking and all that fun stuff and um, try and get some traction on these issues and let's, let's see if we can hold these government bodies, state, federal councils all to account and uh, do what the LDP is designed to do. So thank you so much. Nice to meet you in person again. Mm-hmm. We've met a couple of times, but you know we'll, we'll have a few beers and life will be good. Thanks for having me. So you're very welcome. So that was uh, the Freedom Chef's Liberty Kitchen with David Limbrick for, uh, for Monday night. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye.